Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is August 13th. Today we're going to talk about the mothers of the stripling warriors. Now I'm not going to lie to you, there is a small part of me that hesitated to talk about this. Mostly because mom guilt is a very real thing. In Peru, it's predominantly Catholic, and the Catholics used to always talk about Catholic guilt. All the guilt that came with being Catholic. But ever since I became a mother and I've thought about Catholic guilt, I thought that can't be anything compared to mom guilt. Mom guilt is so real. And these scriptures reminded me of that because we mainly hear these scriptures on Mother's Day. Mother's Day is the day when mom guilt is so prevalent. You go to church, you hear about the stripling warriors, you sing love at home and think, why is mine home never like that? (laughs) You listen to talks about how everyone else's mom was perfect and you think, man, I'm failing. Mom guilt is real. And mom guilt comes as we compare ourselves to other moms and other stories and other moments where they were at their best in motherhood and we compare them to our moments when we're worst in motherhood. Comparison kills our joy. So before we get into these scriptures about the mothers of the stripling warriors, I just want to say to all the moms out there, do not underestimate the good you do in the lives of your kids. You are better than you think you are. You are doing fantastic. President Faust once said, there is no greater good in all the world than motherhood. The influence of a mother in the lives of her children is beyond calculation. Now, I like that quote because he doesn't say there's no greater good in the world than a perfect mother or the influence of a perfect mother in the lives of her children is beyond calculation. It's saying just motherhood, being a mom, trying your best, and it's good enough. Don't ever forget that the Lord can take your meager offering and just like the loaves and fishes, he can make it more. As mothers, oftentimes we give all that we can and we still feel like it's not enough. But trust that the Lord can take that offering and that he can multiply it the same way he did with the loaves and fishes. So that being said, let's jump into these verses about the mothers of the stripling warriors. Now, it's interesting because we've read these before this week, but we have not focused on the mom. So that's what we're going to do today. Chapter 56, verses 47 and 48 say, Now they never had fought, yet they did not fear death. And they did think more upon the liberty of their fathers than they did upon their lives. Yea, they had been taught by their mothers that if they did not doubt, God would deliver them. And they rehearsed unto me the words of their mother, saying, We do not doubt our mothers knew it. Now, I love what the mothers taught here. The stripling warriors were able to keep their focus on their faith because their mothers taught them. But what did their mothers teach? It says, The mothers taught that if they did not doubt, God would deliver them. These mothers had the conviction that if they were good and righteous, that their sons would be okay. Have you ever wondered why they were so sure? Keep in mind, a lot of these mothers were probably single mothers. If you remember the story of the anti-Nephi-Lehi's, they made the covenant, they buried their swords, and then when the Lamanites came upon them, they kneeled down. And many of them were slain. Were they faithful? Absolutely. Were they keeping their covenants? You bet. Were they doubting? No way. They were doing everything that they needed to do, and yet they were not delivered. So how in the world did these mothers come to their sons with this incredible conviction? 
Son, if you do not doubt, God will deliver you. Now, honestly, I don't know, but I think that there's more to the story that we're not getting here, that maybe Mormon left out of the abridgment. Let's take a look at some similar situations in the scriptures. In 1 Nephi 5, remember Sariah is super nervous and she's upset because she is afraid that Laban is going to kill her sons. And in all honesty, when Lehi sent his sons to Jerusalem to get the brass plates, he must have known that it was a dangerous and precarious situation for his sons. But let's take a look at what he says in verse 5. He says, Behold, I have obtained a land of promise, in the which thing I do rejoice. Yea, and I know that the Lord will deliver my sons out of the hands of Laban, and bring them down again unto us in the wilderness. How did Lehi know? Because he had been given a witness from the Lord. He knew that his sons would be okay. Let's take a look at another example in in Mosiah. The sons of Mosiah wanted to go and serve missions among the Lamanites. Now, Mosiah, understanding that this would be incredibly dangerous because the Lamanites hated the Nephites and hated their faith, was understandably nervous about them leaving to do that. But King Mosiah went and he prayed to the Lord. And let's have a look at what the Lord said. Verse 7, it says, And the Lord said unto Mosiah, Let them go up, for many shall believe on their words, and they shall have eternal life. And I will deliver thy sons out of the hands of the Lamanites. Now, I don't know exactly how it went down for these mothers, but I do know that many of them had seen their own husbands killed as they were doing what they were supposed to do, as they were keeping their covenants, as they were obeying the Lord, as they were having faith. So it wouldn't be an easy thing for them to have their sons go. It wouldn't be an easy thing for them to have faith that if they would just not doubt that God would deliver them. And it leads me to believe that there is more to this story, that these mothers took their fear and took their concern to the Lord. And in a similar way as Nephi and Mosiah, the Lord gave them a witness that their sons would be okay. Now, it's interesting in verse 48 when it says, They rehearsed unto me the words of their mother, saying, We do not doubt our mothers knew it. It doesn't say we do not doubt because our mothers knew it. It's not saying we have faith because our mothers have faith. It's saying we do not doubt that our mothers know. We do not doubt that our mothers have a testimony and an assurance that if we are faithful, we will be delivered. Now, something that I love to think about here is what these mothers must have been like for their courage and their testimony to shine so bright for their sons. Their courage and their conviction and their testimony must have been so strong that when the mothers looked into the eyes of their sons and said, son, be faithful, have courage, don't doubt, and God will deliver you that the sons could just say, okay, mom, you know it. I know you know it. And I believe these women had to have been shining examples of testimony, conviction, and courage, not just in this moment, but all throughout their sons' lives. So that when this hard moment came and they had to stand and testify to their sons, their sons easily believed. 
Now, I also don't think for a second that these mothers packed their sons a sack lunch, gave them a kiss on the cheek, and sent them away and didn't think about them again. I am sure that these mothers were in sincere prayer the entire time their sons were gone. That they prayed day and night consistently for the safety of their sons. President Packer said, There are few things more powerful than the faithful prayers of a righteous mother. And I have no doubt that these righteous mothers were consistently praying with all their heart for the safety and faith of their sons. Now we know how the story ends, but let's take a look at the scripture anyway. Verse 56 says, But behold, to my great joy, there had not one soul of them fallen to the earth. Not one soul. We find out later that there were many of these 2,000 warriors that were injured, that were hurt, but not one of them lost their lives. And I think it has almost everything to do with the faith of the mothers and their mighty prayers for their sons, but also for the courage, conviction, and obedience of the sons. In chapter 57, it says, And they did obey and observe to perform every word of command with exactness. My friends, the faith and the prayers of the mothers, plus the obedience and actions of the sons, led to an absolute miracle in the lives of the stripling warriors. I testify that it can be the same for us in our lives, that God is a God of deliverance, that just as he delivered all throughout the Book of Mormon, he can and will deliver us in our lives today. I have witnessed his deliverance. I testify of his deliverance, both in days of old and in our lives today. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to subscribe, to like, to comment, and to share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.